Hello, it's good to see you again, and I trust that the weeks that we've not seen each other have been enjoyed and have been a fulfillment for you. Today I'd like to share with you some things from a little passage of scripture. It's a story containing about 157 words only. It's found in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, from verse 35 to Mark 5, verse 1. I'd like us to read that together, and I will be reading from the New Living Translation. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples were walking up, saying, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence! Be still! Suddenly the wind stopped. There was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? they asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. So they arrived at the other side of the lake. They arrived at the other side of the lake. That is what Jesus had said to them in the beginning. Let us go over from this side to the other side of the lake. Who was he speaking that was speaking to them? It was Jesus, God in the flesh. Jesus, the Son of Man. The words he said were from the author and finisher of the faith. It was spoken by the Alpha and Omega, not the Alpha who becomes the Omega at the end of the story, but the Alpha and Omega at the beginning of the story, in the middle of the story, and at the end of the story. He is always the I Am. The other side of the lake was to him already there. That's why when he spoke, it was. Thus, when they got in the boat, he was inviting them to take a journey with him that simply was secure and safe. However, for them, it was not what the, how it began or how it ended. It was what was going to happen in between. Life is like that. It was what is happening in between the beginning and the end. What fills our life between our beginning and end? What do we make of it? What do we put our time into? What is happening? In this situation, they got into a boat, were content to get onto it and into it because Jesus was there. They had no other thought other than to go to the other side. But then suddenly something happened that caused them to be concerned. Life is not always smooth. There are ups and downs, and they are now going to face their biggest up and possibly their down in their thinking that they'd never experienced before. A storm hit them. 
Suddenly, they were totally unaware. It came out of the blue, but it hit them. And suddenly they thought their life was endangered. But the words of Jesus were very clear. Let us go over to the other side. He was in the boat with them. He faced the storm with them. He was on the same lake as them. But their reactions were entirely different. Let me illustrate a point. Many years ago, I was flying out of Birmingham Airport to go to Scotland, uh, to a city called Glasgow, to speak. I got on the, on the plane, sat in my aisle seat in the middle, there was a young lady who worked for uh, one of the TV networks and inside from her was another elderly lady. We were about an hour into the flight, everything had gone smooth and perfectly well. And then suddenly there was a sudden turbulence. I tightened my safety belt. The young lady was trying to tighten her belt. The lady on the inside had already done so. But then the lady on the inside by the window looked at the young lady and said to her, let me look at your hand. Let me see the lifeline. On hearing that, I nudged the young lady with my elbow and said, don't listen to that. She said, I'm scared. I said, you don't need to be afraid. As long as I'm on this plane, you're safe. She said, how can you say that? I said, I'm a Christian preacher. God told me that I'm going to Glasgow to speak. And I'm finishing speaking and I'm going home. So as long as I'm on the plane, you're safe. Just tighten your seatbelt and you're going to be okay. The turbulence didn't stop. But within 10 minutes, we were down on the ground safely. On leaving the aircraft, the young lady, who I'd never met before, never seen her since, she turned around to me and she said, thank you. I said, that's fine. Have a great weekend. And then, as she was going to proceed further, she turned around again and said to me with a smile, when are you going home? I said, don't worry about that. Have a great weekend. I smiled too. Never seen her again, but I don't think she'll ever forget that. You see, what God told me, that even when I was in the storm, and I'm not a great lover of flying, although I fly quite often, yet nonetheless, when God tells you a word, you're secure. The second thing that I want to say from this story was simply this. They were disciples who, in themselves, they had never prepared themselves for something that was going wrong as long as they were with Jesus. Everything was going smooth. Everything they needed, he supplied. If they needed money, he could, he could supply it. If they needed food, he could supply it. If they needed water, he would supply it. If they needed wine, he would supply it. He was their supplier, but everything was smooth. But suddenly something unexpected happens even when he's with them. And the danger is that they were not prepared. Circumstances reveal what's in you. What is in you comes out when the pressure's on. When you face resistance, how do you react? It was only a, a while ago that I met a gentleman um, in this village where I live. He said, wouldn't it be great if there were no problems in life? I said, that would be terrible. He said, terrible? Why are you saying that? Well, I said, I know a place. I said, well, there are hundreds of people. They have no problems at all. Oh, he said, uh, um, you mean you were church? He knew I was a Christian pastor. 
No, I said, we have lots of problems in our church. I said, we face them all the time. But I said, no, I'm talking about the cemetery. There isn't anybody there who's got a problem. I said, wherever there's life, there are problems, there are challenges. He said, they're not to be run away from. They're to be accepted, they're to be faced. Because I said, resistance makes you stronger. Resistance is there for us to get through it, to get over it, around it, under it, but it's to get through. What we are facing at this present time in our world, when we hear of the coronavirus, it's simply this, it's a challenge for life. The question is, how are you and how am I reacting knowing it's there? First, you have to accept that it is there. No need to run away from it. It's not going to go away right now. It's going to be here for quite some time. The issue is going to be, how will you survive? Will you survive on the top? Will you survive just barely? Or are you already feeling the pressure of going under? There's no need to go under or think of going under if you've got Christ in your life and you're going with him. The third thing I want to say to you is simply this. Never ever in your life ever believe, ever believe that it's time to start blaming people. I see a lot of people blaming certain people. I hear the president being blamed, the prime minister being blamed, the scientists being blamed, the medical people being blamed. We don't have equipment, we don't have apparel, we don't have this and we don't have that. That started in the Garden of Eden. Adam blamed Eve, Eve blamed the serpent. It's the blame game. Well, just sit down, accept the fact that what we are presently facing and the disciples needed to sit down although they were not prepared to, but they needed to sit down and think, why has this happened? I don't know, but it has. Why has it happened to the world at this time? I don't know, but it has. We cannot run away from it. We cannot hide from it. It is here. But I want to be part, not a part of the problem, to make it a bigger problem for myself and for everyone else. I want to be part of the answer. My answer is simply inside. I am confident that God is going to bring me through and God is going to bring my family through and God's going to bring you through. You need also to simply say to God, you called me to this life. I've given my life to you. We're going through it together. We're going to come through this storm. No matter how long it's going to take, I'm going to come through this crisis and I'm going to be stronger for it. The final thing that I want to say is simply this. Although they started to blame Jesus in the mercy and the grace of God, when they simply said to him, don't you care about us? Don't you know we're going to sink? Don't you know terrible things are going to happen? It could even be death. He got up. I'll show you that I care for you. He looked the storm right in the eye. And he said to the storm, be still. And immediately there was calmness. All it took was a word over the natural elements that had been taken over by satanic powers.
to stop and prevent the word of God being fulfilled, Jesus looked at it straight in the eye and said, Be still. And there was stillness. Nature had to bow to its creator. In everything we face, every knee will bow to the name of Jesus. Isn't that exciting? To know that there's a future of hope, of success, of possibility. Isn't it a great thing to know that we're going to be part of that great, great congregation to welcome Jesus back? But now, while we're here, let us live with confidence to know we're going to succeed in life. We're going to be with him to be brought through. Now, I'm looking at you today. These are serious times. I don't know if you've ever committed your life to Christ. I don't know what you're facing right now. You may be facing a marital problem, a business problem, a health problem, a diagnosis from a doctor that you never expected. Something's happened. There's a storm, a storm around you. I want to pray with you right now. If you've never accepted Christ, just say these words with me right now as we pray. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you that you died on the cross to save me. To forgive me for my sins. To deliver me from them. I ask you to be my Lord and Saviour right now. And I thank you that you've heard this prayer. And that I'm your child. I thank you. Amen. You may be facing sickness. You may be facing challenges in all kinds of business. But you need healings in all these areas. Right now, as I raise my hand, just raise your hand there. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you today that you hear our prayer always. I want to ask you today in Jesus' name to heal all who are sick watching me at this moment. Heal them in Jesus' name. For people that need healing in their marriages, in their homes, in relationships with their families. Where their businesses need help. Where their finances are in trouble. Lord Jesus, we bring them to you and submit them to your feet and leave them there. Bring miracles, bring answers, bring health, bring supply. And we thank you for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. I look forward to seeing you next week. In the meantime, God bless you. And let the world know that you're only there to bring more happiness. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of the day.